podcast. So, hey to everybody on the podcast. Uh, thank you for joining. Uh, this is Haunted Hotels and, and why hotels are more active than other places. Uh, so, welcome to the podcast, too, and glad that you guys are all here with us this evening. So, first off, Haunted Hotels, this is a temporary transitioning type of energy that a hotel has. So the energy is always flowing and it's never permanent. There's, there's no stasis. There's no grounded energy about a hotel except for the people that are actually working there. So the energy is always flowing and moving. Um, <clears throat> and what that does, I feel, this is just, you know, my interpretation of it. So take that with a grain of salt. Hey to Vivian and Taya, good to see you tonight. But in my inter interpretation, <clears throat> the constant flow of energy creates almost a portal or type of energy trap that keeps those spirits at that location. Because it is a lot of energy that's always transitioning and there's never anything that's static. So there, when a person passes in a hotel... Um, it creates an additional confusion because transitioning and the process of crossing is very confusing as it is. But if you add that transitioning energy along to it, then you have a double effect and it increases the amount of confusion in the person who is um, transitioning in that type of environment. Also, <clears throat> these type of places, a lot of them have more than one person who has passed. And once a person passes, that creates a smaller portal at the location where they have crossed over. So we have several of these in one location. And that kind of adds to the energy trap of that constantly flowing and transitioning energy that's already in the environment. So portals created by the deaths that occur in a large number can add to this sort of spirit trap or energy, energy trap. Now I do have a video about spirit traps or energy traps that's already on the channel. So if you want to watch that, go back to the Monday Night Live playlist and go through the playlist and you will find it there. I think it's been probably a year or two since I did that show, but it still is pertinent to the information. Okay, so the second reason that hotels are more haunted than anything is hidden things. Okay, these... People, when they, sometimes they go to a hotel, the activities that the person wants to engage in, they want to hide from the public or from a spiritual aspect. And so we, we're looking at, you know, things like prostitution, drug use, illicit affairs, suicides, you know, illegal things that may be going on. And so the conscious mind in the person wishes to hide these things or doesn't want them divulged. And so <clears throat> that prevents them from
from reaching out to, you know, maybe their spirit guides or their loved ones that are there, you know, waiting to help them cross over. It's just like the shame or the hiding nature of the energy their consciousness wishes to block or restrict their energy from their spirit guides who are there to help them or from their loved ones who have crossed over that are trying to help. And what these spirits don't realize is that the loved ones that are there to help and the spirit guides that are there to help, they are already aware of the situation and they're willing to help that person, but it's the person who creates the actual block. It's the consciousness of hiding this and wanting to conceal it that creates this block or shield from them communicating with their loved ones or their spirit guides to help them through this transition. And so they sort of become locked in to the location. Hey to Julia, Tony, Pamela, and Tim. Good to see you tonight. So it's the hidden things and concealing the action in the mind that uh, really causes a person to create their own blocks that prevent them from joining, joining their loved ones on the other side, being able to cross over. Also that concealing and restricting and blocking that the person's consciousness does um, prevents them from connecting with their own light source so that they know that fully they've crossed on. They may be locked into a confused state that uh, they're repeating over and over. And so we get a lot of hauntings that <clears throat> it is almost like a record player and, and people will state that they're seeing the same thing. And a lot of people that go to the hotel will relate the same type of interaction with the spirit because it's locked into a repeating cycle. Uh, and it is because the person's consciousness is wishing to get out of the situation, but because of the activity that has happened and the blocking and concealment, they're unable to do that. If you guys have any questions, please put them in the comments and I'll try to watch the, the live chat feed to um, grab those and answer them for you. <clears throat> okay. So concealing um, is a big restriction to having people move on and to be able to cross over. The next one that I want to talk about, hey to Greg McDonald, good to see you tonight, is a traumatic energy imprint that ties an entity to a location. Okay, so a lot of people... Um, at hotels and motels will go actually to the motel to commit suicide or they may get into a situation that is one of the things that we just talked about such as you know prostitution drug use that type of thing that has that concealment type of energy to it and um, will commit a murder so that happens. Also, drug overdoses are becoming more, I hate to say it, but they're becoming more prevalent 
in hauntings because the person who has a drug overdose is that um, in between state that the drugs are producing and the person is not recognizing really that they have crossed over that they've transitioned it will seem like to them kind of a drug-induced state that they're unable to wake up from and so they'll try different things to in an attempt to get the dream or induced state to end but it doesn't and so that will produce a lot of these type of situations where the entity is locked in to that location in a repeating constant pattern <clears throat> so let me let me try to see if i can get the live chat back for some reason it went off <laughs> don't be surprised if this cuts off tonight because i've been having and i'm sure other people are having it too but we've had a lot of technical problems this evening and um somebody had emailed me earlier about was there assault were there some solar flares and cmes today yes we are still having solar flares we've been having those for three or four days now there are no active coronal mass ejections at the at the moment but uh and they don't foresee any for a few days but that doesn't mean that they won't happen so <clears throat> yes greg has had a lot of tech problems at work today so i didn't know if we would get on the show this evening and that's one of the reason why we're not streaming on instagram tonight is my tablet decided to belly up and die <laughs> and so i have it hooked up and i'm trying to resurrect it um right now so that maybe next week it'll work for the stream but i just lost the chat over on facebook so if you guys ask a question i'll know that i'll be able to see it <clears throat> anyway we're going to continue on so Brenda, no, I, I, what I'm doing is I have to pull up on my phone to see some of the comments. So Brenda said, don't forget to cover your mirrors. Absolutely. So one of the shows that I had done, it's been a year and a half ago or maybe two years ago was the paranormal risks of hotel rooms. And so what we have found in the past is that <clears throat> inner or multidimensional beings use the mirrors in the hotel rooms to do energetic attacks and so mirrors are used as portals and what i got was that a lot of people uh, i would say probably it's it, it's been a while but it was like 10 or 12 people calling me with reports of the dreaming bad dreams or these things that they're seeing coming out of the mirror their descriptions of these beings were very similar, almost identical, and they were all unrelated to each other. <clears throat> and um, they, um, the people that stayed in the hotel rooms were waking up drained and with headaches and feeling really horrible. And so what I feel like is happening in some of the hotels is these uh, energy 
feeding entities use the mirrors as portals to go into a hotel room and harvest energy from the people that stay in the hotel room. And I called it the body buffet. And the reason I called it the body buffet is it's a constant renewal source of energy. So these entities on a daily basis are accessing fresh energy from the people, the turnover in the hotel from people staying there. So we have that along with <clears throat> the people who have transitioned or passed away at these hotels. So you've got people and the ghosts and spirits that have passed away at the hotel, but then you also have these multidimensional type of energy uh, feeders that use hotels as a constant source to feed off of. I know that's creepy, but if it weren't for the fact that so many people called and described the same thing separately of one another, I would have, you know, been a little bit more leery of it, but it just seems like it is too plausible to, you know, not communicate and tell you guys about it. <clears throat> okay, back to the murders, suicides, and drug overdoses. So because of that temporary transitioning energy of a hotel, uh, that's going to increase the state of confusion of the person who has uh, a drug overdose. And so they will become locked into the location. So other things that have that um, kind of contribute to people getting locked into the location it are also um, things that are of metal, iron, um, limestone, crystal, if things are made of crystal, if you have a lot of mirrors within, you know, the hotel room. And so what I'm going to give you is an example of a spirit who, that's locked into the location because of an iron bathtub. <clears throat> so we did an um, investigation a long time ago of a townhome that was haunted. And when we checked the townhome with the EMF meter, it only went off in one location. That was the where you rest your head in an, it was an old iron bathtub. And it was a really old townhouse. And so the incline where you rest your head was full of, I mean, it was pegged on EMF, but nowhere else in the bathroom was. There weren't any battery-operated devices in the bathtub. There weren't any outlets near the bathtub, except for over by the sink. And um, what I felt in that location was a young woman who had committed suicide. And my assistant at the time, independently of my information, got the same thing. So we got corresponding information separately of each other. Well, so that entity was unfortunately feeding off of the person that lived in the townhome. <clears throat> Energetically at night, that spirit would go into the bedroom and feed off of the owner's energy. She would wake up feeling lethargic, tired, headaches, and, whole, and then she also had activity within her townhome. So it was the iron bathtub that actually was an anchor for this spirit to the location. 
we tried to do a cleansing, it did not work. And one of the main reasons why it did not work is the energy of that person was anchored to the iron in the bathtub. And now, the, so the only way to remove that spirit from the location would be to remove the bathtub, which, you know, a townhome person renting a townhome, they can't do that. And that's an expensive item to replace, which the owners are not going to under, un, undertake. So the energy can become attached to the location due to, you know, metal structures, iron, limestone beneath the hotel, maybe even quartz that's in the limestone beneath the hotel or a high uh, saturation of quartz crystal within the bedrock around the hotel too. Any structure that a person commits suicide on top of or beside can become a haunted item and it actually will emanate an EMF and that's where we get uh, the items from the Haunted Items Hunt that I do on Facebook on Sundays. And we will get back to Haunted Items Hunt. I've been getting some more items collected. And, you know, you don't run across haunted items just every day. And so I kind of have to keep going in, in the hope that I'll run across one here or there. And... Um, when I do, I collect those and I put them together and I present them to you for those uh, once a month on Sundays. So we have some more that we're going to be doing. And um, that's why it's not, you know, on a regular basis because you can't always say that you're going to find a haunted item. I'm going to check the streams right now because it looks like we've lost the chat over here. Not sure why that has happened, other than the fact that, you know, we're having a lot of electromagnetic uh, problems today. And like I said, we, we have solar flaring today, but there are no CMEs. <clears throat> now, um, what was another thing I was going to say about that? So the energy of the person becomes attached or they become bonded at the location, and there's not a whole lot that you can do about that. And it prevents a spirit from moving on or crossing over, and it really locks them into the location as well. Now, for those of you guys over here on um, Facebook that are asking questions and I'm not seeing them, I'll go back after the show and I will try to answer the questions that come up in the comments afterwards. Now, I want to give you five um, examples of haunted locations that are well documented that if you like this kind of thing you may want to you know take a trip and see what you experience and every single one that I looked up the number one a haunted hotel was always the Stanley Hotel in Estes Park Colorado and um, you know, another thing that I found out about hotels is when they do have a suicide or somebody passes away in the hotel, they will usually take the mattress and store it beneath the hotel in like a storage area. And why wouldn't they just go ahead and get rid of it? I don't know. But it seems kind of crazy that you would hang on to something like that in, in the actual hotel and not go ahead and get rid of it. 
but there's a lot of documentation about the Stanley Hotel in Estes Park, Colorado having activity. So that would be definitely a number one place for you to go see. The number two place listed was Hotel Chelsea in New York City. Now, with the crime in New York City right now, I'm not sure you'd want to take a trip up there, but if you're a daring person and you know how to handle yourself, that might be one of the hotels that you would want to go and check out. The third one, now this one sounds the most interesting to me, and this is one that I would love to do, is the Bourbon Orleans Hotel in New Orleans. And there's a lot of history there. There's not just people that pass away in the hotel, but there are other things that the hotel was actually used for historically that kind of add to the activity on top of people passing away at the location. So that would be one I would want to do. Number four was the Jen's Big Sur Inn in Big Sur, California. And I had not heard of that one, but it was listed as number four on the, on the, you know, most haunted hotels in the United States. Now there's number five was one that I was interested in doing. And it was, it's listed as the battery carriage house in Charleston, South Carolina. And that's definitely one that I would be interested in going and investigating myself just in it kind of gives me goosebumps just thinking about that one. So I think of, of the five, that would be the one that I would love to go to the most would be the Battery Carriage House in Charleston, South Carolina. And there are certainly more of these places that are listed on the internet that you can go and, and investigate. And um, <clears throat> it doesn't seem like we can eradicate these spirits from those places because of the energy aberrations at the different locations that seem to keep them locked into that location, which is really sad. But um, these are the reasons why a lot of hotels are haunted and, you know, they're more haunted than regular houses. And, and those are the reasons why. I hope you guys have a fabulous week. And thanks for tuning in tonight. And like I said, I'll try to get back uh, to the comments on Facebook because I, I know there are more comments on there, but I'm just not seeing them due to whatever uh, thing is happening in the environment. And it sure, it sure perplexes me as to what that is. And it could just be the solar flaring or it could just be that we're moving into a, another moon phase that's going to be interesting. I'll just put it interesting. You guys have a fabulous week. Kisses from Kentucky and I will see you next Monday. Yeah.